Welcome to We're Not Sisters, Creepypasta Showdown, episode six. Yay! Spooky time. I've got my spooky shirt on for a spooky I'm glad. Episode. I'm First of all, I love that. Second of all, I'm glad you started with a fit check because, Greta, I need to show you what I'm wearing. Oh my God, show me. Is it your Twilight jumper? Oh my God. Oh my God. I was trying not to show you the whole time. I love Look it. Look how good it looks. The quality actually looks really nice. It's really comfortable. I like it. Swag. I love it. I was really, mine I was just, really waiting. Mine's just a rib cage. Now I can move my laptop back. Because <laughs> I was like, Everybody you can, can see look it. at it in all its glory. Yes, sir. If you're wondering, I'll put it up on the screen because this is backwards. Um, it, this is the skin of a killer, Bella. And it's Robert Patterson as a chub. Hey. I love it. <laughs> So funny. Okay, it is my creepy pasta today. It is. So I have a question for you, Greta. Before we start, okay. yeah, I have three stories. Three, three, and I I want you to pick which one I'm going to do. So okay. I can either label them one, two, three, or I can tell you the titles, and you tell me which one you want. Mm. What do you think would be better? I think if I told you the titles. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Decide my own fate. Yes, sir. So the first one is called 12 Step. 12 Step? 12 Steps. Oh, 12 Steps. Okay. Yeah. The second one is Maisie Went Missing Last Year. Mm. And the third one is Red Light. What do you think? Mm. I think I'm going to do them all at one point anyway, so it doesn't matter. They're not going to disappear forever. I'm going to go with... Hmm, that's difficult. I don't know. But you know what? I think I will go with red lights. Oh? <laughs> wow! <What the laughs> like trying to subtly grab my remote. I love that. Okay, because I was, I was looking it. up. I was looking up stories and these three stories were just so good with the like the oh my gosh that's so creepy like part mm. of the story. This one's not my favorite out of the three, but it's fine. Oh, which one's your favorite? Oh, it's in, it's really in between the first two cuz they're both like so like Oh, did I pick a bad one then? <laughs> no, you did three. <laughs> I don't know. Can I change okay. can I change my choice? You can change it. I'm going to okay, do red lights. I'll pick um, the second one then. Oh, Maisie went missing. Yeah, I was torn between that one and red lights. I just wanted to do the red light thing, to be honest. Well, we'll keep the red light thing in because that was great. I'll do red lights next time and then okay. 12 steps will be the last one. Cool. Okay. It says it's going to be 22 minutes. I don't know if that is going to be 22 minutes quicker or slower. but The reading times that they give are always wildly inaccurate. Mm. I don't know who's reading. Like who it's based on, but it's Pilcook. Not on Robert. No, I didn't go on Robert. It's fine. Oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Ready? Yes. Let's go. Um, if you see me reading, I'm reading. I'm reading. Wow. So this is called Maisie went missing last year. Last summer, I flew back to my hometown for a school reunion. Oh, wow. fun! Fun. Can we do that? In like 10 years, I'd actually piss my Do you think anyone would actually go? No. And also, do you actually want to see them? Yeah. Er like everyone? Yeah. I can't tell if you're, you're being sarcastic. No, I do. I'm really oh. nosy. I'd love to know what people <laughs> are like really in 10 nosy. years. Love to know what everyone's doing. That's, that's true, to be fair. It'd been only three years since I'd graduated from school. So to be fair... Like, that'd be us going back now for an A-level reunion. Ooh. I don't want to see people now. I know what they're doing now because they're still like current. I can just look at their Instagrams. Yeah, in 10 years, Instagram's not going to be a thing, so I won't be able to know. Um, I heard nothing from the rest of my classmates since then. The reunion took place at the school itself, lasting until midnight. Lame. I arrived home early that day, giving me time to catch up with my family before I headed down. At the reunion, almost everyone had turned up. There was food, drink, and plenty of time to get up to date with what everyone had been doing. Boys I hadn't seen in ages giving me aggressive hugs and saying things like, long time no see. 
Sounds like a thing that would happen. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Girls I hadn't seen in ages fussed over me in a motherly way saying, oh my goodness, you're so grown up. And then they went around talking to nearly everyone else, asking and answering the same manner of questions. For the first two hours or so, some of our former teachers who still taught at the school were there, which was nice. They left before sundown. (laughs) Okay. As the night drew to a close and most people had begun to head home, I and a few others hung around outside the school hall. I leaned against a railing and sipped lemonade while listening to the conversation. Lemonade? Wow, she's getting wild. One of the girls asked about a certain boy who hadn't turned up. He said he couldn't be bothered, explained another. He says he's going on vacation with his college friends or something. Typical, someone commented, and they all began to reminisce about the antisocial behaviour of that particular classmate. As they talked, my mind drifted off somewhere else. I tried to think of who else hadn't turned up. Among a few other absentees, one person stood out. Maisie, a tall, quiet girl who had been in many of my classes. Hey, did any of you see Maisie Heathen? I posed the question out of the blue. The others quietened down, registered the name, thought about it and shook their heads. Nah, said one boy. This has to be British. This has Could to be. be. Nah. Yeah, I don't think an American would write that. Rawr. <laughs> Rawr, where's my backy? Where's my backy? Let's be honest, she was probably the least likely to turn up. I mean, she hardly turned up to school some weeks. Yeah, Me. said one girl. I, was, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> You'd come to the reunion, though. I'd make you. Yeah, I would come to the reunion because... It's not school. I have to do work. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, said one girl sarcastically. Says the guy who skipped school to play video games. At least she still got respectable grades. Whoa, no need to get personal, the boy grinned. Her attendance didn't really make a difference anyway. She was naturally smart. Unlike you, right? The girl teased him. The others continued bantering while I thought about Maisie. It struck me that she hadn't entered my thoughts for so long. Three years at university many miles away with another set of friends in another town had taken their toll. It felt like all the excitement of student life had made me move on from the small world, which was my old school, and moving on. I'd forgotten so much. Didn't she go to Oxford or something? Oh, it is, it is pretty. I didn't pick up on that. Confirmed. <laughs> I turned... I tuned back into the conversation as they were talking about Maisie. Wouldn't be surprised. I'm pretty sure she applied there. Yeah, and she got in. I remember seeing Mr Thompson congratulating her on it. She was nice, remarked a boy named Joe. Odd, sort of in her own world, if you know what I mean. Hmm, I nodded. I knew what Joe meant. So anybody know what she's up to? Anyone in touch? asked Joe. We all shrugged. Maisie went missing last year, said a low voice from a few yards away. We looked to see a man outlined, standing in the darkness. He stepped into the light. It was a former classmate, David, who had been eavesdropping from the shadows. Huh? That seems weird already. Why is he just just standing standing in the dark? Maisie went missing last year. He's been waiting like hours to say it. Oh my god. (laughs) That's a bit weird, David. Me when I know gossip. I'm just waiting, <laughs> just waiting for it. a good time to butt in. Yeah. Actually. Um <laughs> Huh? I looked at him stupidly, feeling suddenly cold. She went missing last year, he repeated. They still haven't found her. We all exchanged uncomfortable glances. Oh come off it, David, I heard a girl say. Stop trying to frighten us. David came and leaned against the railing beside me. I'm really not trying to be funny, he said. You know, I'm not known for my sense of humour. It was true. David was a lanky kid with glasses. He'd always been rather serious. Lanky. <laughs> roasted. <laughs> roasted. I'm like, yeah, um, he's right. We know, David, you're not funny at all. <laughs> You've never been funny a day in your life, David. Honestly, that's what I heard, at least. My parents told me about it around when it happened, last autumn. People were talking about it in church. Her family was stressed. Everyone was trying to console them. Nobody said anything for a while. The party had become noticeably quiet, and people were leaving by the minute. 
That's weird, a girl said. Do you know what happened? How did it happen? Where? Do you know? How, how is he going to know? She went missing. Google it, right? But like, Surely if you just Google you her how... name, some article will come up about it, no? Yeah, but like, they also, knew her nobody full name. knows what's happened. Because they still haven't found her. But like, are they going to be like, yeah, she's like in the woods? Is... Well, maybe David is the one who did it, so he knows. Oh, sh**, David. I don't know the details, but I do know that she had gone on a trip alone. Apparently, she wanted to get away from everything for a while, but she had booked some cottage in the middle of nowhere, gone to live there by herself, and after a few days, vanished. That's terrible, someone remarked. I don't remember who, as I was too caught up in my own thoughts. Why? Vanished? Why would you want to do that? Go and live in a cottage in the middle of nowhere by yourself. That's like the worst thing ever. No, I think I'd go crazy, like genuinely. Yeah. Um, vanished, I wondered. What on earth could have happened? Do you think she's Snow White? <laughs> she's going to go live in the woods. Peace out. Um, shortly, the gathering dispersed and we all went home. Joe offered me a lift, which I accepted. We hardly spoke, and when he dropped me off, we exchanged short, sincere goodbyes. Something was seriously wrong. Maisie had disappeared and had not been found. That in itself was inherently a frightening thing, but I had a nagging feeling that there was something greater behind her disappearance. Something that had been building up over the years. I felt like I knew something about what might have happened, but for some strange reason, I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. I lay awake that night, trying to think back into the past. Slowly, it all came back to me, and when it did, I shivered. Mm. <laughs> no, but also that's so weird. Like, how do you? F- you haven't thought about this girl for three years. Yeah. And, and now you think you know what happened. Yeah. But I don't know. Something about that just seems a bit weird to me. Like, weird, not though. weird as in, like, suspicious, but just weird. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So, Maisie had joined my secondary school in year 13, the final school year. From her first day onwards, she kept to herself. She was tall, delicately made girl, with refined figures. With her prominent grey eyes. She had grey eyes. That thing. Yeah. Get grey eyes. Some people do have grey eyes. It's, like, blue, but, like, not very blue. Uh, Okay. With her prominent grey eyes, dainty nose, and hair neatly bound in a single braid, most agreed that she was pretty. She usually sat alone in class and spent more time gazing out of the window than paying attention to the teacher. In spite of this, she got high marks in most exams, and although she hardly took part in athletics, when she did turn up, she could outrun even most boys. Over time, her occlusiveness earned her disdain from some members of the class. Her high achievement only made them resent her more. I, on the other hand, felt bad whenever I saw her and was more than a little curious to know what was up with her. She never seemed to be all there, and if she was, she was constantly engrossed in another faraway dimension. At the time, I saw it as mysterious, but now, having thought about it, I've come to realise that her behaviour was a troubling sign, that something wouldn't leave her alone almost. But as a simple 17-year-old boy, I didn't understand those things. I thought this was from a girl's perspective, not going to lie. Same. The beginning is weird. I sometimes told my mother about Maisie's behaviour, and she told me to be nice and be a gentleman. I remember one particular conversation we had. My father was at work, so it's just me and my mother in the kitchen. Mum, I began tentatively. Yes. You know that girl Maisie? Of course I know her. You're always talking about her. Well, she still hasn't made any friends. She literally doesn't talk. My mother smiled. And? Well... I just don't understand girls, and I find it strange. Do you have any idea what could be the matter with her? What the hell? Maybe she doesn't want to talk to you. Yeah, dude, go away. But, like, is he asking this mum this before he tried to talk to her? Yeah, because she literally says, just talk to her. <laughs> He's just Why staring at her. Why not just try that in the first place? Weirdo. Um, really, Daniel, there's no need to pry into other people's lives like that. It's just nosy. But I'm sort of concerned, Mum, I said. 
That's sweet of you, but I'm sure you don't need to worry about her. Everyone has their own problems and I think she'd prefer to keep them to herself. I thought about what my mum said and wondered what kind of problems Maisie might have had. That's not what she was telling you to do. To think hmm. about the problems what, that she might have. What problems does this girl have? <laughs> she must I have a lot of them. Wrong and I'm going to find out every single one instead of speaking yes. to her about it. Yes. Yes, sir. Do you mean like family problems? Are her parents getting divorced or something? Could be, but I doubt it. I've met her parents and they don't seem like they're splitting up anytime soon. And they seem to be really nice people, Mum said. Parents? I re- Huh? Wait, who's met her who's met her parents? The mum. Why is her why has the mum met her parents? I don't know, man. That's so random. <laughs> this is the weirdest story ever. I realised that I'd seen them once too. They had seemed like nice people. They were the sort of gent- gentle, charitable churchgoers who cared a lot about community and never skipped Sunday Mass. Their daughter was different. I figured that whatever was on her mind was something very personal that she hid even from her family. But whatever could it be? Well, mm, she's not telling her family, she's not going to tell you. Exactly. My simple masculine brain couldn't get over her mysterious sullenness. You know, my mother suggested one day, if you're concerned, you could just go and talk to her. Perhaps she just feels isolated at this new school. You never know. It might make her feel welcome here. I considered it. <laughs> I'll consider it, but I won't do it. That's a step too far. I might do that, I said. Yeah, I might do that, Mum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And maybe. I might do that. I'll spend, like, all of my time thinking about if this girl has problems and, like, why she doesn't talk to anyone. But I'm not going to talk to her. That would be silly. No, that's, like, the worst thing you could do in this situation. Mm -hmm. Right? Definitely. I first spoke to Maisie on the way from... That doesn't make sense. That wasn't me. I thought it was me. I hate when they have a typo and it just... You realise it as you're saying it and you're like... Yeah. Oh. I spoke to her on the way home from school, is what they're trying to say. I wasn't expecting to cross paths with her. And as I just had an after-school detention, I was late. Oh, you got an after-school? Naughty, naughty. I was likely the only one at school apart from the caretaker. It was a chilly blue-skied evening in October, and the sun had sunk enough to slightly darken one half of the sky. The homeward path cut through farmland at the back of the school where a path had been marked with low-wire fences on either side to keep students out of the fields. I noticed Maisie on the path, about 200 yards ahead of me. I realised this was my chance, and I tried to walk faster to catch up with her, and then I ran. Imagine a boy from your year running up to you. Turn around, and he's, like, sprinting towards you, and there's no one else around. And you can't go anywhere because it's, like, electric fences. I just stand there, like... Please, what do you want? Dude makes him sound dodgy. He's not even dodgy. Mm-hmm. I noticed she looked downward slightly when she walked, but she moved quickly, and I was a little out of breath when I caught up. That's when something weird happened. When I was about five yards behind her, panting like a dog, she heard me and turned around with such a look of fear upon her face I'll never forget. I wonder why. Because you f***ing ran up to her. Because you just turned up behind her. Like, exactly. Obviously, that's going to be weird. Exactly. It scared the heck out of me, seeing her face tightened into that silent, wide-eyed scream. When she saw who I was, she looked with embarrassment at her feet. I'm sorry, I said. I didn't mean to startle you. No, she said, shaking her head. I'm sorry. I thought, I'm sorry. Don't worry. I should learn to make better first impressions. I was running to catch up with you. Why? She turned fully around. Because I tried to think of a reason. Eventually I just told her the truth. Because I wanted to talk to you. We continued down the path through the fields, then exited onto a lane that led down to the town, where I lived and where I presumed she lived. Maisie was surprisingly easy to talk to. Her manners were a little odd, but she responded to questions and even asked about some of my school-related stuff. I asked her what she thought of her new school. She shrugged and said, it's okay, I suppose. You mean you don't actually like it, I remarked. 
No, I'm indifferent, she said. Why is she like? Oh, yes, I love girls? my school so much. They're both giving me pick me people vibes. It's like, I'm different. Like, what's that I'm Riverdale? Edgy girl. I'm mysterious. Like, this is Riverdale, giving me Paper Town vibes. Oh my god, Paper Town. Oh, that was the biggest letdown of my life. She was yeah. like, he was like, I'm trying to spend the whole book trying to find you. And then he finds her and she's like, no, I didn't want to be found. Goodbye. <laughs> So if, everyone, oh, yeah. if anyone wants to read Paper Towns, just don't. Don't just don't. I thought it was gonna be great because I just read the Fault in Our Stars and I loved it. Mm-hmm. John Green. What happened to John Green? I see Hank Green a lot. He's on TikTok. I don't know. I don't, know I don't particularly care because he wrote awful books. He did. He really did. Anyway, so she's indifferent. We move around a lot, and I've been to many schools that make no difference to me anymore. So why do you move around? Is it because of your parents' work? She completely ignored that question and said something to change the subject. I can't remember what, I just remember it took me aback how abruptly she changed the subject. We eventually parted ways at the crossroads. I told her if this, she should feel lonely at school, she should approach me. She responded with a quiet smile. It was a sweet, genuine gesture of gratitude but something about it sent a chill through me. I could see through those eyes of hers that she knew something I didn't, and that she had been through things that I couldn't fathom. It was a quietly haunting, fragile smile. Dude, you might just be reading a bit too far into a quiet girl. <laughs> I don't, like, obviously it's going to be more than that, but otherwise yeah, there but... would be a story, but in that situation, yeah. based off face value... It's just a bit weird. This guy yeah, is weird. Sorry, mate. Oh. I walked home feeling glad that I'd broken the ice between us. I felt like I had been a gentleman, whatever that meant. But somehow, something still didn't feel right. The first occurrence that struck me as genuinely odd took place later that year. I took a cleaning job on Fridays after school. It was a warm day in the early summer and I had the task of cleaning the theatre hall. It had been built in the 1950s and was rather grand. The seats well, would be full and lively whenever there were performances. On that day, I thought I was the only one there. Uh, Maisie was sitting in there or something for some reason. I don't know how you like can read, read things that are happening. You're not reading it. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> um... Well, and I bet he's going to say something about how he realised that when they were walking home, like, she didn't live where he thought she was going to live. Or something. Used to Because, no, because there was that part that he was like, well, I presume she lives there. Yeah. So... I wouldn't say anything about presuming where people lived. That's so weird. That's such a weird thing to say. Like, I presume you live... In a place, Greta. And do you live in a place? I do. Oh, I presume you live somewhere. I I don't. I don't live anywhere. I, I don't, don't live. live. Full stop. <gasps> I was carrying the vacuum cleaner to the backstage room when suddenly the door to that room opened. A girl as white as a sheet came out. I nearly screamed. It was Maisie. She'd been in the room all along, and she looked terrified as if she'd seen a ghost. Whoa, everything all right? I asked, laughing. She looked ready to burst into tears, then ran out of the hall, leaving me utterly confused. Suddenly, I felt afraid to enter the backstage room. What was in there? What had scared her so badly? Against my instincts, I went in. That's how you die. Dude. Rule number one, don't go somewhere that someone just ran out of looking very scared. Exactly. There was no one in there. I checked all of the potential hiding spaces and turned on every light and found nothing. Perplexed, I retrieved the vacuum and started cleaning. All the while I was in there, I had this sinking feeling in my stomach, the impression that something terrible would happen at any moment. But nothing happened. I vacuumed the place and got out of there quickly. Look, I never raised really scared of vacuums. 
Not the Dyson. Uh, no. No. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, my gosh. I never raised the topic with Maisie. The year wore on and nothing of that level of weirdness ever happened again. Many weeks later, though, something did happen. Not something weird, something disturbing. In italics. Believe it or not, Maisie was actually beginning to fit in and she had made some friends. Occasionally she would engage verbally in lessons, which turned heads, as it was strange to see someone so quiet suddenly so vocal. Not that she was particularly outgoing, she was still quiet and understated, but it seemed there was some mysterious shadow that had drifted away from her. There was a summer concert in which she played a piano solo in front of the whole school. I applauded heartily. Why why do you need to write down that you applauded her? Jesus, man. I gradually came to the conclusion that she had simply had some form of anxiety. That's the end of the story. This has been a PSA on social anxiety. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Um, Then on the last day of term, school finished early. It was a sunny day and I'd been planning on going to the movies with friends. It turned out they were all going to a nearby nightclub that evening. Oh my God, story of my life. I had no intention of joining them as I can't stand drinking or anything to do with it. Boring. How that doesn't surprise me from this guy. Yeah, he sounds weird. That's why he was drinking a lemonade at the beginning of the story. Ah, he still doesn't drink. So I settled on having a quiet evening at home. But as I set off along the homeward path through the fields, I noticed Maisie ahead of me, just as it had been the first time we had spoken. But it was high summer now, not full. The day was cloudless and she was at ease. Maisie, I called as I caught up. Do you have a moment? She turned and nodded. We hadn't spoken in a while. As we walked, the sound of crickets in the grass filled the air. So I said, after much much anticipation, do you like films? What? I said, do you like films? You know, movies. I don't mind them. What's that? (laughs) I've never seen a movie. What is a movie? That's such a vague question. Like, do you like You can tell that he wants to ask her, but why can't you just ask her instead of saying, do you like films? Or like, what kind of films do you like? Because that's such like a broad question. Exactly. I don't like Um, all films. No, I don't, I'm not a fan of films, but if someone was asking me to watch a film with them, I'd probably go. Yeah, like, I mean, like, it's like saying like, oh, do you like films? But that could mean Twilight? Or that could mean... Fast and Furious. I like to think they're very similar films in my opinion. Mm, definitely. I bet there's some Volvos in Fast and Furious. I can link anything to Twilight. You just try me. <sighs> <laughs> Would you like to see one tonight at the cinema? No. Really? At the cinema? In the cinema? A film? No way. No fucking way. She seemed to be considering my offer because she smiled quietly to herself and then she said yes. I expressed my gladness and then when I told her why I was asking her, um, I told her about my friends ditching me through the nightclub and that seemed to amuse her. Then I told her which movies were showing. She settled on a horror film, which surprised me. She doesn't seem the type. It starts at 11.30 though, I warned her. Are you going to be able to come out that late? The film starts at 11.30? I hate when people, like, go to the cinema at midnight. Why are you... How are you going to get Just, home? Yeah, like, what, what do you think is going to be open after the cinema? Literally. Nothing. Unless you're going to um, the club after the cinema. <laughs> hey Are you going to be able to come out that late? Sure I can. Then that's settled, I suppose. Shall I pick you up, I offered. Please, where should I pick you up from? My house. I don't know where you live. It was like my house. Okay. Which is where no. exactly? Like, could you fill me in, love? Come on. I know I presumed where you live, but I don't actually know where you live. I don't know where that is. On my way home, she told me where she lived. It was close to my home. I went home and killed time till night fell. 
At 11, I drove my parents' car to her house. She didn't own a mobile phone, so I waited outside. All the while I waited, I felt, for no apparent reason, a touch of dread. I had the radio on and was sitting comfortably in a parked in the car parked in a pleasant suburban neighbourhood. But something outside seemed to be stirring. I kept looking out of the windows, expecting to see, well, not knowing what to expect to see. But there was something definitely out there, that place, which made me feel uneasy. I jumped when someone opened the passenger side door and climbed in. It was just Maisie. I hadn't seen the front door of her house open. Where'd you come from, I asked. I could swear I never saw the front door open. I came through the back door, she explained. It's quieter and I don't want to let my parents know that I'm going out. Oh, right. I realised I was doing something against her parents' will. I didn't want them to worry if they'd found her gone, but I didn't want to be the one responsible. But I, I guess I had no choice. Calling things off was out of the question at that point. Is it though? Why? I don't so think it was, but okay. Okay. The drive took 20 minutes or so, and aside from ours, there were only about five other cars in the lot. This cinema was, bizarrely, a standalone building a few hundred yards off the side of a lengthy 50 miles per hour road. Usually theatres are downtown or part of a shopping mall, but this one was large, with its own parking area and nothing else around for miles. It was quite nice, actually, away from everything else. The only noise usually came from the road, but at 11.30, long after dark, even that lay silent. Beyond the cinema, woods seemed to stretch endlessly. Because wouldn't you love that, coming out of a... Oh, oh showing the woods behind the cinema. What else would be there? Where do these people live? I don't know where in England they live. Like uh, I have what? never heard of a cinema that's just on its own. And there's nothing else around. Right. Me trying to think of every cinema I've ever been to. Nope. Nope. They must live in a weird place. I think I can gather that from the way he's talking. (laughs) We bought our tickets and joined about a dozen other viewers in the theatre. The film itself was about some demonic possession and it was fairly cliché. Nice. Love to see it. But it gave me the cheap throw I'd pay for, and the audience screamed at least three times. At least three. It was at least three, but I stopped counting after that. Yeah, because we all count the screams. Yes. Weirdo. Every now and then I glanced at Maisie. Something about the way she watched the film was strange. Rather than looking excited or bored or afraid, she seemed intense and angry. Maybe not quite angry, but it was more of a look of hatred. Not obvious, but subtle and cold. I found it disconcerting, but shrugged it off, and told her I was going to the bathroom. Her expression relaxed into a pleasant smile as she nodded. Alone in the men's room, it was perfectly silent and relaxing. That is, until I noticed footsteps moving about in the hall outside. I assumed somebody else was coming to use the bathroom, but whoever they were didn't enter. Their feet slapped against the floor as if they were barefoot and there was a lot of time between each step suggesting that whoever it was had unusually long legs or was taking immense strides. (laughs) I know what's coming and I can't wait to make you laugh with it at some point in like the next 10 minutes. I'm confused to be honest. I want to see where this is going. Just keep in mind that they might be barefoot. (laughs) (laughs) Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Okay. Okay. I washed my hands and left the bathroom. Strangely enough, there was no one out there. Again, I shrugged it off and returned to my seat. When the movie was over, Maisie and I waited till the end of the credits, by which time everyone had left, and then we made our way out to the car. Wait, I left my jacket. (laughs) What? I said, but first, she had to put her shoes on. No, she wasn't barefoot. The person who was walking around no, outside no, the toilet was No, I was just making was a joke. Ah, uh, okay. Because I am joke. so funny. <laughs> Greta, you've never been funny in your life. Your name is David. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Wait, I left my jacket inside, she remembered, just as we reached the car. 
Should I go get it for you? It's empty in there now. No, I'll go. Are you sure? Yeah. So I slouched in the driver's seat and watched her hurry back inside in search of her jacket. See, she was pretty brave going in there alone. Is she brave going into the cinema by herself? By herself. Damn. Um, the place tended to get a bit spooky at this time. Creepily enough, mine was the only car left. I wondered if there was anyone else in there. No, sir. Apparently, it's a self-service cinema. You don't need to clean up after films or cash up. Um, I wondered if there was anyone else at all in the building with her. Anyway, I flicked the radio on and waited. When several minutes had gone by and she hadn't returned, I began to get nervous. I turned to open the door and I froze. He. <laughs> Like, this is where you might laugh. In the woods, standing behind the cinema, there was a man facing me. He was far away, but I saw clearly that there was something wrong with him. First of all, first of all, he was naked. Love that for him. We love it, follows. Just, you know, chilling in nature. His pale body, wiry and lean, was on full display. This began to sound alarm bells. The only rational explanation for his, sen- his state of undress was that he might have been escaped from a mental institution. That's the only reason he could think. I mean, to be honest, I think I would think something like that, or like he was on drugs. Yeah, I would have thought he was on drugs. Or perhaps he was a pervert. He could be dangerous, I realised. I got out of the car and the man disappeared into the trees. I was getting increasingly uneasy. I decided to go and find Maisie. A lone 18-year-old girl in an empty building at night just seemed like something bad waiting to happen. Then why did you let her go in? Yeah, why? <laughs> but to my relief, she came out then wearing the jacket, just as he was about to go in. We got into the car and shut the doors. I switched the radio on, and when the silence between us lasted too long, I asked her what kind of music she liked. I don't listen to music, she said. She's a bag of fun, this girl. Yeah, that's bad vibes. Who doesn't listen to music? Dude. I half expected that answer and shook my head with a laugh. But you play it well. She shook her head with a smile and I switched the radio off, remembering the man I had seen. I reckoned this topic would be more interesting to talk about. I told her what I'd seen and began to regret it. She'd become suddenly on edge, asking me where I'd seen him. I pointed at the trees. He was no longer there. I need to get home now, she said, looking squarely in the face. Please. Okay, I didn't ask any questions. I started up the car and drove out of there in a hurry. We didn't talk until we had left the theatre far behind. I stole glances and saw that she was biting her nails. Something was bothering her. Something about the man's description, perhaps? Maybe the fact that the man was naked? Naked people make her nervous. Naked people and vacuums. Yes. Fair enough. I had no idea, I just kept driving. Several minutes later, I stopped midway along a country road and got out. Huh? I don't know why he did that. Why are you stopping, she asked, clearly agitated. I needed some fresh air, I said. It was the truth. Here, she asked. Even though we were alone, she continued to look around cautiously. It's nice here, I explained. Really, you should come out with me. I cycle along here with friends sometimes. With some hesitation, she joined me. We leaned against the car. Sounding very... Dodgy. Noncy right now. Quite noncy, if you ask me. We leaned against the car while looking out at the fields, which lay as far as the eye could see on one side of the road. On the other side was thick woods. On that quiet walk, it was nice to stand out and simply gaze at the fields. In spite of her unease, Maisie seemed to be more and more comfortable where we were. Perhaps it was the pleasant view before us or the fresh air, or perhaps it was the excitement of being out at night. Whatever it was, something made her forget about whatever had frightened her. Uh, whatever had frightened her? You mean you told her that there was a naked man staring the at you in the woods? The naked man that you told her about in the woods, right next to where she was? What is this guy on? He is weird. I think he's in cahoots with the naked man. The naked man. I told her about how I'd once been roughly at this same spot with some of my friends at sunrise. 
how beautiful it had been. Then she opened up and told me about how she was honestly finding living in this town and going to school. We laughed a little about the antics of our French teacher and discussed poetry we were studying. We did that all the time, didn't we, Greta? We discussed many poems. Yeah, we did. We did love to discuss our poetry. Wilfred Owen, the likes. The blood mingled. I haven't heard you say that in years. Ew. I know how much you loved that poem. The Flea? Mm-hmm. Everybody go read The Flea. Don't read The Flea. Great poem. <laughs> Not great poem. <laughs> this guy thought that... Wasn't he saying, like, having sex is like a mosquito taking blood from a woman and then going to take his blood? Yeah, like, your blood's mixing. Mixing in the mosquito. Yeah. Oh, in The Flea, sorry. Occasionally, we would say nothing and simply take in the cool night air. During one such silence, I felt a sudden inexplicable pang of dread. Unsure why, I turned to look back at the road. What I saw flooded me with first confusion, then utter belief, and then relentless creeping fear. The naked man from the cinema was there, standing less than a hundred yards away. How, I wondered, how was he there already? More chilling, however, was the question of why. What did he want? When I had first seen him, I hadn't thought that much of him, besides the fact that he was a potentially dangerous pervert. But where he stood in the moonlight, other odd details became clear. He appeared to be very tall. <gasps> the big man? Everyone is a big man. Everyone. If they're tall, you're a big man. If um, they're tall, they are the big man. That's the rules. Perhaps somewhere between six and seven feet. He was clearly suffering from starvation, yet his thighs and shoulders appeared bulky and disproportionately muscular. There was something disturbing about his face. It looked blotchy and deformed, like a melted plastic clown mask. Perhaps it was a mask. From my vantage point, I could not tell for certain. I think you could ever tell if someone was wearing a mask that looked melted. Mm. Uh, I think we should get in the car, I said. Huh? Why? She said, turning to me. Then she stiffened. I knew she had seen him too. Hey, come on, get in the car quick. I began to breathe heavily. She didn't seem to hear me. She looked as though she was in another dimension. I opened the door and tried to usher her inside, but she was alarmingly firm. The stalker stood still. The more I watched him, the less I thought of him as a person, and more I thought of him as something else. There was something disturbing and inhuman about his face. His presence stank of raw, otherworldly menace. He moved. He began to sprint. Stinky. What did you just say? I just said he was, ooh, stinky. Oh, my God. <laughs> he moved. Stinky, he began stinky man. He began to sprint. Towards us. Count me out, man. I'm gone. I'm gone. <laughs> She's a runner. She's a track star. I'm gone. I'm driving off without her. Literally. Like, if you're you either get me, in the car right this second or anything, because the naked man's going to get you. Nope. Maisie took off running. I knew she was fast. But That's never... why she can run so fast. She's a runner. She's a track star. She <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. Oh my god. I knew she was fast, but I'd never seen her run like that. It was as though she'd been maddened by pure terror and lost control. Shit, I cried, fumbling with the car door. My hands were sweaty and felt weak. Looking back, I was shocked by the waves of cold panic. He was quick, demonically quick. There was no way she could escape him on foot, let alone me. I overtook her in the car and called repeatedly from the window. Hearing me, eventually she got in. Then I put my foot on the gas and drove like there was no tomorrow. I expected to see the stalker in the rearview mirror. Instead, I saw nothing but an empty road. It was like he'd never been there in the first place. I didn't dare say a thing throughout the drive home. My thoughts ran wild and my arms shook on the wheel. We reached our hometown in silence and it wasn't until I stopped outside her house that she spoke. No, she whispered. Take me to your house. I don't want to go home. Sure, sure, I was baffled, but didn't want to fluster her by asking why. 
Not a problem. So we drove a few more streets back to my house, entered through a back door, climbed the stairs to my room and closed the door firmly. I drew the curtains and turned on the reading lamp. Feel free to take the bed. Don't worry, I'll sleep on the armchair. I smiled and felt ridiculous for acting... What a gentleman. What a gentleman. I had felt ridiculous for acting as though nothing had happened. She got under the covers without a word and hid her face in her hair. I settled down, still shaking on my chair. Don't leave, she said. It was more of a plea and it made me made something within me go soft. Trust me, I won't, I said. That's the last thing she said before somehow falling asleep. I sat there for hours trying to make sense of what had happened. Something about that strange man had really shaken Maisie up, so much so that she couldn't sleep in her own home. Did she think he'd follow her there? I realised that my mother would be in most dismay if she found me with a girl in my room at night, but I was her friend and hated to see her afraid. I couldn't have said no. I slept a few feet before me, breathing calmly, apparently in peace but I knew something was troubling her. I got the feeling that that weird, distorted, clown-faced man was somehow connected with her strange behaviour. Absolutely not, I told myself. This was a random, one-off incident. But then why was she so afraid of him? Why did the mere description of the man arouse such immediate and disproportionate fear? Could she know him? Who is he? There were too many questions and my head was too tired to contemplate them. Eventually, from the exhaustion of sitting upright, I began to doze off. I was lulled to sleep by the hum of the night breeze, the quiet whir of the fridge downstairs, and the soothing sound of footsteps. Of bare feet slapping slowly against concrete outside, as if whoever was out there had unnaturally long legs. What about an unnaturally long... Unnaturally long third leg? Third leg? Dong. <laughs> How did he find them? I don't like it. Wait, was that the end? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, I was going to say, I was like, what? No, no. After the incident at the movie theatre, Maisie more or less stopped talking to me. I didn't hold it against her, I assumed she just needed time. But weeks passed and she kept silent. During the last week of school, I passed her in the hallway and we made eye contact. She forced a smile. Daniel, she spoke at last. I... She sighed and hurried away without finishing what she wanted to say. We finished school without ever speaking again. On the last day, I slipped my number into her locker in case she ever wanted to get in touch. She never did. Summer months dragged by. Another semester at the university began. Years passed. Before I knew it, I forgot much of what had happened. You'd think someone would remember something like that. But no... It was almost as if my brain was deliberately trying to erase the memories. After what David said at the reunion, things came flooding back. I revisited the archives of my memory and was frightened by what I'd found. I spent the following days strolling around town, thinking non-stop about the whole frightening affair and trying desperately to understand. If I was him, I'd go to that cinema and try and get that Yeah, or like the woods. Yeah. But not by myself, and also in the daytime. Maybe just bring David. Bring David. He's just not fine. Oh, everyone, bring David. <laughs> About a week later, I was going for a run in my hometown and crossed paths with someone I hadn't seen in years. Maisie's dad. He had lost weight, not to mention quite a bit of his hair, but I knew him at once. He didn't notice me until I said hello, and seemed to only vaguely remember me, which was upsetting. Why would... T- it's not like he ever was over at her house all the time, and it's been like four yeah. years. Yeah. Did you even meet her dad before? It's like literally, he didn't go in the house. So. Barely hung out with her. Exactly. Let <laughs> alone her dad. What? We stood talking about what I'd been up to, college and stuff, and then there was a, a pause. I dared to mention the topic of his daughter's disappearance. Look, sir, I heard very recently about Maisie. I'm devastated. He looked up at me through his old-fashioned glasses with a tragic, defeated look in his eyes. Young man, he said, this world has things in store for some people that seem so unjust, so cruel, that they test our faith in the Almighty. But we must keep the faith. It's all I have now. That and my wife. I waited for him to carry on. Instead, he tenderly took hold of one of my hands. 
It chilled me how frail he seemed for his age. What's troubling you, boy? he asked. You seem to have something on your mind. I do, I admitted. If you wish, you may tell me. Let us go to the house of God. I didn't know what he meant until he gestured to the church. Evil things won't... talk like that as well. <laughs> what decade do you think you You look troubled, young boy. Let us go to the house of God. <laughs> Evil things won't follow us there, he said. Shortly, we were seated beside one other couple in the old town church. It was always open and always empty apart from Sundays where a few regulars would attend. I described to Maisie's father how I'd felt concerned about his daughter. I told him a lot, but I didn't mention the night at the cinema. He listened intently and sighed. That was useful information. Exactly. The only thing you could possibly like properly tell him and you're just like, no. Literally, the only thing that you could actually say that would help solve it. I'll leave that bit out. He doesn't need to know. My wife can't bring herself to accept it, but deep down, I know that Maisie was afraid of something. I think you would have noticed, but she could sometimes be withdrawn, perhaps a bit unresponsive as if she wasn't fully present. I nodded. Well, he continued, she wasn't always like that. He reached into his breast pocket and handed me a photo. I knew at once that it was his daughter, only she was several years younger than when I'd known her. It was a school photo and she was smiling. It was a carefree, sincere expression, untouched by any underlying anxiety. I'm not sure what it was, but something in her changed when she was 13. I think I know what happened. You see, we lived for a short time in another part of the country, in a small rural town up north. There were woods near the village that had a reputation for being unwholesome, haunted even. The place had a dark history according to the locals. Work had brought me there, and we were new in town. Maisie didn't fear the superstitions. One night at sleepover, she and a few friends she had made at the local school thought it'd be exciting to go walking through the woods. What happened, I asked. Nothing happened, he replied, then hesitated. Not at first, that is. But things began to happen soon after. I don't understand. I fear that something followed her home that night. Something from those woods latched onto her and never let go. Something? Something, he explained. An evil being. A demon, if you will. Whatever it was, it haunted her. And when we left that town, it followed. It followed. And the naked. Did I just... Is this the prequel? <laughs> Is this what they based their story off? Holy shit. That's so funny. Okay, wait. He paused a moment, reflecting, and then went on. It was nothing much at first, just nightmares. Then she complained about a presence in the corner of her bedroom. That's a good presence in the corner of your bedroom. Naturally, that was unsettling, but nothing came of it. We put it down at first to her watching too many horror films. Then she stopped eating. Then she had trouble sleeping. She demanded that we take down the mirrors in our house. We didn't know what to think. I got the first feeling that something unnatural was happening, but I wasn't sure. I never once saw anything unusual with my own eyes, but sometimes I admit I'd go up to her room at night and feel the hair stand up on my neck. She would go through phases of extreme paranoia, followed by extended periods of normalcy, but whatever it was kept coming back. So, I said, my voice shaking to my surprise, did she ever describe what th this thing looked like? Never. Maisie avoided talking about it. I don't know if it even had a visible form. I couldn't help but think of a man outside the cinema, his elongated body, his hideous deformity, his strange, threatening aura. I tried to remove the image from my mind. Her father carried on. Before she vanished, Maisie rented a waterfront cottage in a remote area. She, no she told nobody apart from a university professor who she trusted. It was a strange thing for her to do. Our family had no affiliation with the area, nor had she ever been there before. The cottage was totally isolated, miles from civilization. Oh, you betcha. The cottage was totally isolated, miles from civilization. It was as if she wanted to escape from everything. It didn't make sense. Then she didn't return. Police searched the area thoroughly, but there was no trace or clue to be found. No signs of foul play, 
but they did find one clue. What? Her clothes. They were left in the cottage. The odd thing is that they were not strewn all over the place as you might expect. Rather, they had been neatly folded and laid on the bed. I hoped the conversation would help me better understand the mystery, but the more Maisie's father told me, the more questions I had. What do you make of it all, I asked. He replied in a hushed voice. I think, young man, that this was something from beyond our world. Grief has toughened me, but it pains me when I say this. I think that something evil lured her to that cottage, cut her off from society and left her vulnerable. Then one day, as she was stranded in that obscure part of the world, it came for her. I saw the old man's eyes watering. He wept at my side for a while. I couldn't do anything. No words of consolation could have helped. He dried his eyes and smiled weakly. I'm afraid I've got to cut this conversation short, he said remorsefully. My wife will be waiting, and she's not feeling well. I thanked him and apologised profusely. As he turned to leave, I called out to him, saying I still had his photograph. Keep it, he said. What? No, I protested. I couldn't take this. You seem like a good man, he said, coming back and putting a hand on my shoulder. You were kind to my daughter and behaved like a gentleman. It would make me glad for you to have that photograph. But sir, please, it's nothing. Take care, young man. Never abandon your faith in the Lord. And with that, he turned and was gone. I was left standing in the church alone. Evening was approaching and shafts of moody, golden-lit sun shone through the stained glass windows, its rays illuminating the pews and carpets. I peered at the photo in my hand. What happened to you, Maisie? I asked aloud. Where did you go? For a nerving moment, I half expected the photograph to answer me. I hurried out of there and ran home. I don't think I'll ever know what happened to Maisie. As uncomfortable as it makes me, I sometimes believe it really was a demon that was making her life so miserable. I can only hope that someday I'll receive a more rational, logical explanation. Until recently, I had a habit of keeping my dorm room unlocked, believing ridiculously that someday she might come look for me. I used to sleep with her photograph in a silver frame on my bedside table. As strange as it may sound, it helped me put at ease. Then, one morning, I woke up to find someone had entered my room during the night and stolen the photo. What I found most unnerving is that they took nothing else, not even the frame. The end. So was it her or was it the naked man? I think that the naked man made her a naked woman. That's what I thought. Because her clothes were left. Because they were saying they like specifically went to mention that all her clothes were there. Yeah. So like he's like, join me in being naked in the woods. <laughs> it's freeing. And she was like, yeah. Really it's really liberating. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you get to Other stare at people. Weird. You get to stare at people coming out of the cinema and they run away from you. It's so much fun. Yeah, so like it just makes you feel so free. Mm. <laughs> 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 Turns out he was just like a weird hippie, like on shrooms. On shrooms or to the mountains. <laughs> yes, sir. What he was just having a bad trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I thought that one was kind of um, interesting. That one just leaves many questions. I just, you could read me any story. It could be the worst story you've ever read me. And if you include something about you're alone down a road and a man starts running. And there's just you, a man standing there. And like, then nope. they start sprinting towards you. I'm gone. It's because it's something so normal, but like it's creepy. It just reminds me of the smiley man thing. And you're not going to show me the, the picture again. No, I'm not. I wasn't. I was scratching my nose. Oh, I was going to say. But yeah, I thought that one was, was quite. Hmm. That's what it left me mm-hmm. with. I just, I'm just going to picture her as a naked woman with a naked man in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird though, after that one incident. But like, I just think the guy is weird for not saying anything after that. Yeah, because like listening to her dad, he like, you get the impression that he knows that it was something dodgy and not just she's gone missing. So why would you yeah. not give him the piece of information that would make sense to give him? Yeah, exactly. Why would you be? Why would you not be like, actually, yeah, this happened one time when I was with yeah. her? Because he knows something demonic has happened. If you say, I'm pretty sure we saw a demon one night, 
and it ran towards <laughs> like, us. I don't know what it was, but it was a naked man, and he ran at us, and she seemed like she'd seen him before. Hell yeah. I don't know. That guy just, like, the story before you get to the naked man just sounds like it could be a completely different story because he's so weird. Mm-hmm. That's, that's okay. British boys for you. Honest to God, if you can take anything from that story, it's to avoid British boys. Yeah, he, he was the real scary part of the story. Yeah, this running guy. up to her. Dude. I love that he was in the cinema, but then he left. Yeah. Like, why did he come in and he was like... Maybe oh, because he realised there were too many people in the cinema. True, but he came to him in the toilet. Like, surely he would have gone for her if she was left in there by herself while he went to the toilet. But maybe he was just, like, walking past. I just love the Or did it sound like he was going in circles? I don't... Oh, that gave me the creeps. Because maybe he was, like, peeking into the cinema and was like, oh, oh, oh no. God. I scared myself. I'm a bit shy. There's too many people. I'm going to leave. I scared I'll wait outside. I'm scared now. Huh? I did a I did a smile face like he'd go around the corner of the no 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 like just no I did like the smiley man face fuck uh... I did that to myself but like <laughs> I love how he was like he knew because he wasn't like walking outside the cubicles he was walking out side the like the hallway part before the toilets how did yeah, he know he was barefoot unless it's like like sl- like sweaty feet like when they go i think yeah when it like slaps kind of thing yeah. i think it must have sounded like that because that is a very myself. unmistakable sound let's be real nasty Ew. How do you just go walking through the woods and, like, some demon's like, I'm just going to follow you forever? Well, I'm it's like, actually, I quite like you. I think we should hang out for the rest of your life. I'd like to see you naked. <laughs> That's all you thought. Yeah, he was just trying to hit on her. Yeah. And she just kept rejecting him and he didn't know how to take no for an answer. No, with his melted face. But, like, I wonder what it would have done. I'm curious as to what it would have done. When they got it. When he got them. If they just stayed there? Yeah. Like, if they didn't run away from it? He had no weapon, but they think he was a demon, so maybe he could have just f***ed them up. Yeah, but I'm also curious in the sense, like, would would he go for the guy as well? Because if he was following her, would he care? Yeah, because, like, you know, guy. he was like how... He was like, she runs really fast, and she ran away really fast. So do you think she was already... One of whatever that guy was, because she could run so fast, like him. No, I th- I thought she was just like she'd run away from it so much that she was she, she got good at running. She just... I meant like so. Say if she started running, mm. and the guy had stayed with his car, would he just run past him? Like, would he have just gone past, or would he have stopped at the guy first? I want to know that. I think he would have. I don't know. Mm, maybe. We will never know. Nope. Thank God. I don't want to know. I give this story a... I'm going to give it a 6.5. Hmm. Okay. The concept of the man, I don't like him. That's mm-hmm. where the points lie. But the rest of the story, like, it, it, there was just wasn't enough. I get what you mean. I want to hear more about him. I want to hear more incidents. I want to hear, like, the guy gets older and realises this has happened in all these other towns of girls gone missing and he becomes, like, a private (laughs) investigator. I think if you want to know more about The Naked Man, you should just watch It Follows. But I have. That's such a weird film, though. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. I, I liked it. It just, it grabbed me with the whole thing of, like, snake man in the woods. Then he's like, oh, he's followed us. But it, I know what you mean, like, the naked man in the woods and running towards them was good, but they just didn't do anything with it. <laughs> they just were like, okay. Yeah, like, I feel, I feel like way more of the story should have been spent talking about the man. Yeah. 
yeah, I get what you mean. Most of it was just filler or like mm-hmm. leading to it. Well, next week, what's going on? I have what's going on? a topic. Exciting. I do not have any topics yet. I will have to find some. Okay. But that depends what happens because it's called what's going on. Mm-hmm. So There's many days what's going on, and I can't see into the future. So you can't. Sadly, no. Oh, I thought you could. That's if I could, I would have won the lottery many times. Yeah. <laughs> Sad times. Souls. <laughs> anyway, I think we're going to leave it there for today. Thank you all so much for listening slash watching. If you're watching on YouTube. Please like, subscribe, comment, share with your friends. <laughs> I like your like. Am your I going to put anything on here? I might <laughs> do. You know what? I'll do it. Okay. Let's go again. If you're listening on any streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, then please add to your library and share with your friends again because we need all the support we can get. We have 20 more subscribers until 100 on YouTube. We just hit 80 today. We're very close. Dance break. Party. Party. (laughs) Shouting party. Um, We hope you enjoyed. And we will be back next week. Thank you all so much for listening. And goodbye. Bye.